Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we drink really bad rum and then talk about whatever the hell's possibly going on in our head, which tonight is open world games, because who doesn't love open world games? Like, seriously, who doesn't love them? If you don't love them, I think you probably need to go play a proper one like The Witcher 3, like Shadow would say. You need The Witcher 3. Shadow, wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, he's not here. Crap. Well, Blue, wouldn't you agree? Witcher 3, totally open world game you should play? Uh, Yes, Cecil Xavier, that is a wonderful open world game where you can go in and literally you can go in any direction that you would like and you can (laughs) feel no restriction as you move throughout the four corners of the world of Witcher 3. I feel like I just made a par three. I I really do right now. I feel like I just made a par three. So you just heard it. Blue is joining us tonight. And we've also got uh, Zyberblood here. Zyberblood, how you feeling, man? I see like just your head and a whole lot of your room, which is actually really cool. What the hell is that glass case in back? That looks like it's got some really awesome shit in it. That is my my bust and statue case for my Bowen, Gentle Giant, and Diamond Select things. Um, but yeah, that uh, smattering NPR intro from Blue, man. Jesus Christ. I, don't you have wood right now? Like, I've got at least a semi. See, I would have wood if I took one of my Vagras, but yeah, unfortunately. Dude, I, I crushed up a Cialis a little while ago and snorted it up. Then I ate like eight hot dogs right behind it, so I'm going to have a boner while I shit my brains out. So did you uh, snort that Cialis off a clown's boner? No, no, I didn't go on Grinder. Come on. And we're we're joined by D from uh, Microbrew Games. D, how you feeling, man? Feeling all right. A little sore, but moving some furniture, playing with furniture for a little while. So uh, I'm going to need this alcohol. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure you're sore from, air quotes, moving furniture. Yep, yep. With you right there. Hey, hey, stuff with wheels is heavy, motherfucker. <laughs> I was using that as a euphemism for having sex because we were just talking about Viagra. But yeah, I mean, if you want to go down the wheeled route, okay, hey. No, I was literally just moving furniture. <laughs> God, you suck at life. I do. I do. And I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. So we've got a we've got an interesting topic tonight. I've already said it, open world games, but let's get into what everybody's drinking since that is probably the most important thing right now. So let's start off D... D, what are you drinking with us tonight, man? Well, I just happened to try out. I went over to the store and I grabbed some of these uh, Blue Moon Belgian Whites. Nice! Very tasty. It's it's a typical Belgian White, you know, Belgian-style wheat beer, so it's on the sweeter side. Yummy. Very nice. It's right on my mustache. <laughs> I love it, Blue Moon. What about you, Zyber? What are you drinking tonight, man? Uh, you gotta You got to unmute yourself there, Haas. I, uh, I'm taking the shadow route. I got this orange juice, but, oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I use the orange juice to splash in with my big can of, uh, Blue Moon. Nice! That's too, well, that is, that's, like, really, really weird, because you know what? I'm actually drinking Blue Moon, too. Man, we got some X-File shit going on right here. This is, How this do we is... all end up drinking all this Blue Moon? This is really crazy. <laughs> so, Blue, what are you drinking with us tonight, man? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Blue Shark Forty Five, and you can go fuck yourself. 
that gag worked perfect. Like it, it literally, the look on your face blue was absolutely stellar. <laughs> like it couldn't have gone off better. You asshole. Well, it was, it was the you assholes look. I caught on very quickly when Zyber started talking about how he ate orange juice and he was mixing it with his blue mouth. <laughs> so what are you drinking with us tonight, man? I am once again partaking of the homemade strawberry moonshine. Ladies and gentlemen, I have before me a strawberry moonshine glass filled with 100% grain alcohol and a pureed strawberry that is mixed in with a simple syrup that's made from scratch. Allowed to age at least one month in the refrigerator. In a mason jar, this wonderfully blended drink is smooth and does not burn at all. However, you have to remember you're drinking moonshine, ladies and gentlemen, and you will get fucked up. Because after all, you're not going to taste any of the alcohol, and it's going to come at you and just knock you right on your ass. Well, the, the one thing I have to say about Blue Moon, because I haven't had Blue Moon in a while, this actually tastes like I'm drinking a piece of bread. Like, I've always referred to beer as bread because it's barley, but this literally tastes like I'm drinking a, a piece of bread. It's amazing. What's funny is I actually, uh, when I was getting messages, Cecil, uh, my uncle, because I was helping uh, down at my grandmother's, and I, I accidentally hit his his uh, thing and replied, <laughs> the blue moon's in the fridge. And after like a couple hours, I realized, wow, I didn't message that to Cecil? And he replied, <laughs> he was like stumped. He didn't know it was me at first. He's like, this is like spy talk or something? Is, it, is somebody going to come out and give me a mission? <laughs> He's like, I don't know, you bring in some? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I had to bring him some Blue Moon, so I brought him a six-pack of Blue Moon. It's freaking awesome. Man, this gag could not have gone over any better. Like, it literally could not have gone over any better. Well, Uncle Jack is like, this other guy's like, who's that? He's like, Blue Moon's in the fridge. I don't know who this is. Because he didn't, he didn't put my name with the number yet. <laughs> this new phone. Freaking fantastic. Yeah, that, that beer can that you got right there, Zyber, is gargantuan. Oh, man. All right, so State of Games. We got to kick into State of Games. So Blue Shark, you took that one like a champ. What's your State of Games, man? Um, I've been uh, playing some Pokemon Go as normal, just sitting at my desk having it just run off and hatch eggs for me. I have also been spending time in a Ghost Recon Wildlands, and I've been uh, teeing it up, hitting it up well well off into the far way, almost at the green of the hole, where I have managed to successfully <laughs> killed all of the sub and major bosses, making my way to El Sueño, and I will hopefully, in the weeks to come, between Ghost Recon Wildlands and my Destiny grind, I'll be able to finally take out the head of the drug cartel of the Santa Blanca. I've also been grinding through Destiny recently with Mr. Cecil Xavier and some of the members of the TPC clan. I've recently finished the green armor as of last night. Surprisingly, the super kills went very quick, getting that done in roughly about 4-5 to five hours. Most of that being by myself and playing with blueberries. And then currently, feeling nostalgia, I am playing some Splinter Cell Convic Conviction and working my way through that game. Just trying to get a little warm-up into it. I plan on maybe streaming in more of a realistic difficulty in the weeks to come, if not during Extra Life. 
Yeah, we do have our, the Extra Life event coming up here, and we do have a team G, GNA. So if you'd like to join the team and help donate to for Extra Life, uh, join on, um, join our Discord chat. We probably should put that on the website and probably like everywhere else too, since we haven't. So yeah, we should totally do that. Yeah, we've been just keeping it mainly to our Discord, unfortunately. Which also on that the twenty third, which is next week, uh, Friday, I believe, right? Um, at about eight thirty ish, we should be having a uh, meeting. So if you want to join in the um, the group, go ahead. Yeah, we'll make sure we're in general chat so people can jump right in. The twenty third, ladies and gentlemen, is a Thursday. Then it's the twenty fourth. Sorry, it's that Friday. Well, Zyber, what's your state of games, man? My state of games? Well, I uh, tried the Ghostbusters uh, hiring, now hiring, um, which is a very short chapter, and that pissed me off. I thought it was going to be more. It was rather a letdown. Um, Yeah, other than that, Stick Fight. I played a lot of Stick Fight today. A whole lot of Stick Fight. It was fun. Enjoyable. Um, I played some Beat Saber. Um, other than that, some Pokemon Go. Oh, that's about it. Was the Ghostbusters now hiring a VR game? Yes, it was. You got to tag that, man. I was like sitting there going, what the hell is that and why have I not heard of it? Well, D, what's your city games, man? Well, I actually uh, started... Started playing. I've been trying to collect uh, working designs games. So on the Turbo Graphics 16, I uh, started playing this Cosmic Fantasy 2. It's an RPG. That sounds old. It is very old. Uh, basically, you start off as um, you're going to marry this uh, this princess, and she's not sure of her uh... virginity. <laughs> Nope, nope, nope. Sorry, sorry. That was the other game I was playing. That was a Fantasy Star Three. <laughs> no, in Cosmic Fantasy, basically, you um, a wizard's looking for a, a particular princess because she has some sort of item and has some sort of power that's gonna manifest. So um, you're going around, and their armies are destroying towns and searching for them and capturing young girls, and then they make it to your town and capture your. Uh, your best friend growing up, and it t- so out. T- turns out that she is that princess they were looking for. I haven't gotten very far yet, so I don't know everything that goes on. But uh, now started on a journey to to track her down and try to save her. Uh, you attempt to in the beginning of the game, but a wizard whoops the shit out you. Well, actually, I completely neglected to introduce somebody, mostly because they walked out of the room when I was introducing everybody. But Firebox is here. Firebox, how are you feeling tonight? I'm doing good. Uh, Into the speak, speaking the microphone. She's fine. I can hear. I can hear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have her lean over like that. Lower cut shirt next time, though. Lower cut shirt. <laughs> we've Not all been lower cut. We've we've also been playing uh, Doki Pond Kingdom with the kids. I thought it was my turn to do state of games. Okay. Yeah. What's your state of games? Come on, tell us what what is it? What you got? I've been <laughs> playing Doki Pond Kingdom with the kiddos. Who have been kicking my butt. I keep coming in dead last. Don't know how, but they manage to steal all my stuff every time. And then they always seem to gang up on me and land on my space to take me out. For those that are wondering what Doki Pond Kingdom is, it's basically, it's basically like Mario Party meets an RPG. Basically, everybody's got a drink. Yes, you do. 
And it's actually a shit ton of fun. And uh, you can play different uh, classes. You can start off with either you know, warrior, mage, or thief. The thief, if he runs by you, landing on a space, they'll steal your shit. Nice. And uh, basically, it's a competitive game where you try to really screw over the other players. Uh, what's really cool about it is eventually, if you get too far ahead and leave one player like way in the behind, they basically get like a deal with the devil and get overpowered and becomes this like demon that just harasses the shit out of the rest of the game. <laughs> For a limited amount of time. It's actually wicked fun. It's I, rare, though. I think I've played Dokum. I think I have that in my front room. What what system is that on? That is on the Wii, the first Wii. You actually played it with me and enjoyed it. I'm pretty sure I have it. I basically, drink. I still have a save file with you on it. I'm pretty sure I picked that up after I played it at your place. You did. Son of a bitch. And since we all like Mario Party, it's like it's the best of many worlds. Damn. And you get to give people weird hairdos and style oh, faces. And if if you land on the same uh, spot as another player, you fight them. And if you win, you can choose to either forgive, give them something, steal from them, or prank them. Uh, I've given, I've shaved my daughter's head, written her face, I gave her a poo haircut. <laughs> Her character, by the way. Her character, yeah, not, not literally my kid. I was going to say, Just wow, you are vicious, dude. I mean, like, I've taken games a long way, but I've never actually given my daughter a poo haircut because she lost. A <laughs> little competitive, are we? <laughs> Just want to point out, it is the video game The video character. game. Oh, oh, yeah, sure. We all believe that. We totally believe that. So it's it's a shitload of fun. And I've also been playing some Fantasy Star Three. Is that's that was where base you have a uh, you you marry your friend and she has she doesn't remember her past and then some weird creature steals her away and you gonna that that was uh, Fantasy Star Three. And we call that the Bill Cosby Fantasy Star, where she doesn't remember her past. Yep. You see, you just put the, the drugs and the drink and the Jello, and they just uh. You put the pudding in the pudding pop, and then you put the drugs in the pudding pop, and then you give them the pudding pop. Do you notice how, like, when I did that, I actually had to, like, reach back and, like, give myself a double chin to do that? Like, I can't I can't just do that naturally? I mean, you all, it almost like you were trying to, instead of channel Cosby, you were almost trying to channel Fat Albert. I'm pretty sure it was Fat Albert I was just channeling. <laughs> They're one and the same person. Well, s speaking of channeling, here goes into my state of game. So, TPC had a little TPC shooter thing going on. Which I decided I was going to do a voice for the entirety of it. So I did a pirate voice. Why did I do a pirate voice? Because when I turned on and I joined the Xbox chat, that's the voice that came right to the forefront. So I did a pirate voice the entire time. Also, what I did the entire time was not use a Titan in Titanfall, nor did I use any of the power-up stuff that I didn't even know was there. So, yeah, that was me in my state of games, playing Titanfall. I've also been grinding out some Destiny 2 with uh, Blue and getting some other stuff done. Also, next time you join TPC, use some healing to do Alvin and the Chipmunks. I can, uh, I can do like a little like a voice of this. Will that work? That's more of like Jackalope from the old uh, 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 America's Funniest Home Videos. Well, if I did that, I'd have to like throw my voice through a filter. I don't think I can get my voice that high. Unfortunately, since my testicle finally descended, I kind of, like, my voice dropped. But yeah, the only other things I've been playing is uh, uh, No Man's Sky, because I still love that game, and that scratch is a hell of an itch. We've been playing it, too. Dude, you got No Man's Sky? What system? PS4. 
dude, when are we friggin' playing? Because I love that game. Let's do it tomorrow. I'm down. Let's do it. Yeah. The wife's been uh, playing around in that too and adventuring. We've, we've been taking turns. Giggity? Giggity. Well, the main topic we had for tonight, open world games. Open world games have spawned from, Jesus Christ, back in the day of like ASCII games where they were procedurally generated and completely open world. And pretty much the definition of an open world game, let, let's, let's break that down. An open world game is really a game where you don't have to do the main quest to explore the world. Like you can go around and do everything else in the world, never touch the main quest, and you're you can still see everything. Like there's no walls, there's no locks. Like okay, so uh, an example of an open world game would be Fallout. Because in Fallout, you can go around and check out every single spot on the map. Granted, some spots are harder to get to than the other, but you can check out every spot in the map, and you don't really have to do the main storyline whatsoever. A example of a non of a non open world game, even though it seemed like an open world game, would be like Infamous. So in Infamous, you've got a huge city that you can explore, but you've got parts of it that are walled off that you can't physically get to. So that's kind of a open world game, like not an open world game, but it's kind of an open. Yeah, that's in, that's in the gray area, almost but it's still like the original not. Legend of Zelda because there's a few spots you can't get to without certain items. Well, yeah, like the original Legend of Zelda would be considered an open world game because they literally just plop you in the middle of somewhere and you can go anywhere you want. It's just when you get to certain spots, you really can't progress because you need items. Final Fantasy, the original Dragon Warrior, you just went to the wrong spot, you just died. Well, like yeah, like Dragon Warrior, I would say yes, but uh, but Final Fantasy had specific spots that you really couldn't get to until you unlocked part of the game. Very true. That, that is. It was kind of open world except for certain, like, bottlenecks you had to get certain items for. Well, yeah, like, even if you start progressing your way through, like Final Fantasy IV, Final Fantasy V, Final Fantasy VI, you know, you couldn't get to certain spots until you unlocked the airship. And then even when you unlocked the airship, you couldn't really get to other spots. You had to get an airship with a drill, and then you had to go drilling down to the underworld. Or, like in Final Fantasy VI, um, you had a completely separate ruined world that you got to after the first world was destroyed. So, I mean... Well, in Final Fantasy IV, you had the uh, the moon. Yeah, and you also had the moon, which you couldn't get to until you unlocked the big whale. Yep. But if you had the proper chocobos also, you could run across mountains, water, or whatever. But you still couldn't get to the moon. No, you couldn't. I say, there wasn't a chocobo for that, you, unfortunately. You find me a chocobo that could fucking fly you to the moon? I'll be like, yeah, let me get that chocobo. That's some good chocobo. <laughs> but yeah, open world game. So let's start off basic here. What's the first open world game that you guys can think of? Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. All right. That's definitely an open world game. I'm thinking of, uh, I'm going old, old school NES. And that would be the original, um, kind of like you were talking about the old, um, not Vector, but the old like Wizardry style, the old D, uh, Dungeons and Dragons games. Yeah, but were they open world? Because I'm pretty sure that they were wall blocked. Which which Dungeons and Dragons are you talking about? Let's go there. I was thinking of, I think it's Pool of Radiance? No, nah, Pool of Radiance, you, you had to... So in Pool of Radiance, you had to get into the tower and get to that wizard guy before you could get to the other land via ship. 
Oh, that's right, that's right. And I know it wasn't Heroes of the Lance, because that... Yeah, that was way linear. Yeah, that was that was way linear. But uh, well, what about Wizardry? The Wizardry series was pretty... The Wizardry... You know, I, I probably put the Wizardry series as open world, because you really could roam around anywhere, and there was puzzles in it. So you could really just roam around wherever you wanted to. Yeah, the only limitations is whether or not you got killed by the monsters, if you leveled up enough. Whether you're good enough to, you know, with your party... Yeah, I guess we could throw... But Wizardry was really more of a dungeon crawl, more than an open world. It was. Sorry, Cyber, you were about to say something, and I totally talked over top of you. Nah, it's fine. Um, uh, What I can remember is uh, earliest being um, fucking uh, Grand Theft Auto. Oh, the original one for uh, PSX? Yeah. Yeah. That was... That was a fun, fun game. That seriously was a fun game. Yeah, and see how like how many people you, or how many uh, stars you could get, and the cops chasing after you. But though, yeah, like the the first one that I can I can cognitively think of that I would say would be open world, uh, besides Legend of Zelda, because I mean I'm on the fence on Legend of Zelda being open world because there was kind of a path you had to take, but you could go anywhere really. So like I feel Legend of Zelda falls in that gray area. But the game that I really, really enjoyed was Starflight, and then its predecessor, or not predecessor, its sequel, Starflight 2. Um, Sci-fi game, top-down. You literally got stuck in a ship, and you could fly around anywhere in the universe that you had. And literally, you could could search for what you wanted to for the main storyline, or you could just roam around and, like, shoot aliens and steal their shit. Now, would you consider, like, open world uh, to be, like, something, even though it has a tutorial in the very beginning of the game? Once you're done with the tutorial, you're free to roam? I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I, I think that flies. That does. That's just, that's just taking the place of instruction manuals, <laughs> really. It's only a temporary thing just to get you used to the game. And, and a lot of them give you the option, to, uh, if you've played it before, to just skip over. I'd say that flies. I believe The Witcher 3 does something similar to that where you kind of go through and you're training Cersei. But after that, you can go in any direction that you want to. It does not matter because you can go here and you can get wrecked by someone who's more powerful than you or you can go the easier route. They point you in that direction, but at the end of the day, they really just line you up to look at this vast open area and go, what the fuck am I going to do next? All right, in that case... Um, I can't remember the name of the game. I and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was on your. I think it was the Tandy. Uh, the Star Wars game that we used to play after school. Oh boy, which Star Wars game? Because I had a lot of them. The one where like you could. It was almost like uh, or FTL. It was almost like it. You had the ship and you flew around and. Yeah, you can either help people destroy them or go on the mission routes. Oh my god, I think I have actually forgotten a game. It was a Star Wars game? Not Star Wars, Star Trek, rather, sorry. Oh, 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 oh. you're talking about uh, either the 25th anniversary or Judgment Rights. Yeah, you're muted. Like, your lips are moving, but all I'm getting is horny. Sorry, uh, it, was, uh, it was a Star Trek game played on one of your old computers. It was like around eighth grade or something. Yeah, Star Trek twenty fifth anniversary. 
I, that, I know that one. That's Star Trek 25th anniversary. That was a stupid fun game where you had like you were on the bridge and you had to fight the different uh, like you get into a battle and you had to move the Enterprise into different a- angles and like shoot at them and they'd like loop around and it was all it's actually really well done to be perfectly honest. Yeah, that I don't think that would be considered open world though because that was very very linear. Like you could explore, but really the the amount of exploration that you had in it was go to the star system, be attacked by Romulans. Go to the star system, be attacked by Klingons. Go to the star system. Oh, you were supposed to go to the star system. Start mission. Would you consider MMORPGs as pretty open world? Like, say, World of Warcraft? Yes, those are very much an open world experience, but they still require you to go through a certain linear progression of levels. Yeah, I think a lot of MMOs are sort of in that gray area because of the guidelines where, okay, well, you can't really go to this dungeon unless you're in a party. Or you can't do this unless you have this item specifically. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's, you can still explore the 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 greater world without having to, like, unlock anything. So, I mean, dungeons are dungeons. Dungeons are, you know, kind of always going to be there. But I, I, I think I think MMOs, like, depending on the MMO... Because certain MMOs, you have to kind of unlock stuff to get to there. Um, but like WoW specifically, I think WoW would be considered an open world. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of fallen into a weird gray area there. Definitely one we've mentioned that uh, def- that falls into that is uh, No Man's Sky's open world. Oh, that, God. That's open universe. Yeah, yeah, that No Man's Sky takes open world to a completely different level. It's like, hey, here's an open world planet. Oh, Here's an open world solar system. Oh, here's an open world galaxy. Oh, and we're just going to keep going. Here's an open world universe. You could randomly fly around in that game, never touch the storyline, and still create an amazing story for you. Now, I'm just curious. Would you also consider, because they're sandbox games, open world games you can do anything like Minecraft? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mine- uh, dude, Minecraft changed the genre. Yeah. Like, like Minecraft took open world and made it, it's it kind of like, it's where No Man's Sky really, yeah, it's, it's, it's where No Man's Sky really got a lot of its roots from. Because Minecraft, you could, like, literally, they plop you in the middle of nowhere, you're looking around, and you're like, huh, what do I do here? Oh, I can punch down a tree. Because, yeah, I can punch down a tree. Sure. Let's do that. Okay. Um, I think Blue is starting to get a little uh, I don't care drunk just the way he threw that phone down. Uh, technically, sir, that's just how I make sure I set my phone aside. That's not really a drunk I don't give a fuck. It's more of a habit of sorts. All right. Does anybody else feel like we just hit a par five? I feel like I'm going to like get into some kind of NPR interview with the way that he's talking. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to NPR. Tonight we're going to discuss the ill effects of alcohol and whether or not it... Wait, am I really going to be talking about this tonight, Chuck? Fuck it. Screw this shit. Alcohol is good for you, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we are. Look, all I know is my nipples are getting hard. That's all that matters. Hey, a little bit of alcohol day is good for you because science, bitches. Science. Yeah, and if you think alcohol isn't good for you, just wait 30 minutes. You'll see a study that says it's good for you. I remember when eggs were good for you, then they weren't, and then they were again. And then I became allergic, and and life kind of sucked. 
Yeah, I mean, anything is like good and then bad and then good and then bad. Like I'm, I'm sure somebody's out there saying, "Hey, don't have sex; it's bad for you." And they're like, "Oh, hey, have sex; it's really good for your prostate." As far as every scientific study I've seen for the last like, I don't know how many years, they have never said sex is bad for you. They've always said, "Yeah, that extends your life." Probably. I would. Uh, yeah, I mean, who's gonna say like getting it on is gonna be bad for you? I mean, well, I guess unless she's, like, loaded, or he's loaded, like, loaded with STDs, I mean, then it could be bad for you. Live your, you only have one life. Live your life and have fun, because genetics, you're either immune to shit or you're fucked. I mean, we used to have a guy, uh, when people, when family members tried to find my old house in Vermont, uh, he, that's how they knew when to turn. The old guy that was 90-something years old, and every day of his life, he smoked and drank heavily. He just sat in his chair and waved everybody going by. And yeah. then, when he finally, then when he finally passed away in his late 90s, my aunt missed my house and ended up in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'd think she'd stop soon, but no. And circling back to the topic, so... What is everyone's first experience with an open world game? I think we hit that. Yeah, that'd probably be, you know, the gray area. Original Legend of Zelda, that's where like, I can explore! What the fuck do I do? I hit shit with my sword and I burn shit. Alright, so so here's the next question that I can think of. What's your favorite open world game as of right now that you've played? Ghost Recon Wildlands. That's definitely open world. You can go anywhere you want in that game. Yeah, because you literally can take the story in any direction you want to. You can take out anyone you want to. Hell, it's almost like Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, where you literally could just go almost towards the final You can literally boss. head straight to Ganon. Yes, that's what was going to be mine. <laughs> yes, you, you could. I've never played that game, so I really don't have an experience. Oh, I haven't. But... I love Breath of the Wild. That is totally open world. <laughs> Yes, but uh, in Ghost Recon Wildlands, all you have to do to take out the main boss is literally just take out, I think, two sub-bosses, or two bosses, and to take out a boss, you have to take out a sub-boss, but you, you can literally cut down how long it takes you to kill the head honcho by just going and doing these short paths, and... Each area has its own level of difficulty, but it doesn't turn you away and say, no, you can't come over here now. You can, but you might get your ass wrecked if you screwed up. If we ever, if we ever branch out, like become a media company, Blue Shark gets to do our NPR branch. Yeah, all interviews. Every interview. <laughs> what about you, Zyberblood? Like, what's your, what's your favorite open world game? Um, I would say, uh, Fallout 4. Man, they fixed so many things in Fallout 4. Like, yeah. Like, there are so many things that they did right in in Fallout 3, and then there's so many things they did really wrong. Right, like how they improved the combat system in Fallout 4. Exactly. uh, New Vegas and Fallout 3. Well, New Vegas was made by Obsidian, uh, or Obsidian, sorry, I think I missed a B in there somewhere. Um. So, like, they were, they were like, I think how that rolled out is Fallout 3 came out, and then Obsidian was like, oh, hey, we're going to make a Fallout. So Bethesda just kind of gave them the engine. 
and they did, really didn't know what the fuck to do with it. So it was like completely left open and barren. And basically it's like, well, the desert. Um, but then, yeah, but you're, you're a hundred percent correct. When Fallout 4 came out, it, it nailed so many things that Fallout 3 just, just lacked on. You know what they should make an open world of? A VR open world survival Resident Evil game. Um, F you in the A. That would be fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm dreading because I know I'm going to do it, but I'm dreading playing Resident Evil 7 in VR. Be sure to let me know so I can pipe in with my uh, predictions. Uh, No, no, no. Absolutely forget not. I'm just going to throw that shit on. I'm going to wear a diaper and I'm just going to make sure that I haven't eaten anything that's really going to stain. Oh man, uh, then maybe I'll get maybe I'll get your wife to let me know when you're going to play that cuz I'll get a costume and just show up. Yeah. That's how you end up dead D. Yeah, like well, it hasn't happened before. Knife to the chest. But yeah, um now with Biohazard, I do have Biohazard, but is it native? VR or is it add-on like they did for uh, Hellblade? Now I'm pretty sure Resident Evil Seven, the the new one, is native VR. All right. What about you, D? Is you're still gonna be Breath of the Wild? It is. It is. I absolutely love Breath of the Wild. It's fantastic. Everybody should get a uh, Nintendo Switch because those things are cool as hell. Uh, would you consider Skyrim open world? Oh fuck yeah. Hell oh yes. yes. I would say if not Breath of the Wild, Skyrim is definitely on my top of the list. Yeah, Skyrim has got uh like in, in fact the whole Elder Scrolls series were a shitload of fun. Uh, it pretty much started off as an open world. Well, no. no. The first one I don't think started off as an open world. I would say it was more open world yes, than Daggerfall or the arena. Yeah, so like Arena and Daggerfall were all I think procedurally based. So they were they kind of had an open world feel to them, but they were really more of a dungeon crawl, just like the earlier Wizardry series. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Morrowind really, really opened up and, and made a, a world that you could just get lost in. I mean, I, I actually, to this day, I don't think I've actually completed the main storyline of Morrowind. Or Oblivion, for that matter. Or Skyrim. I've done both. To be perfectly I've honest. I've done thrice. Hello, there's a princess needs saving, there's a world needs setting. Yeah, you know what? I'm making burgers, fuckers. I'm yeah. a cuck. Yeah, like, there's a building over here I can buy. I'm going to go do that. But the princess needs you. Um, I can buy a building in that place, too. And I'm, I'm about to become, like, the baron of this town, so... Yeah, prince is going to wait. <laughs> you could you could always, like, be, like, my, my evil littlest brother in uh, in fable and just murder the entire population and have an an open world of emptiness you know i almost i in morrowind i actually had a save file where i tried to kill everyone and all that happens is anytime you walk by a guard and when i mean anytime i mean like you're you're 500 feet away and they're on the road they beeline directly towards you and try to wreck your face <laughs> there's nothing left yeah, it was amazing on how quickly they tried to kill you. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I had like five games that were my favorite for open world, but I've forgotten every Same single here. one of them. Uh, one of my other favorites is uh, Ultima 6. 
Oh yeah, that totally went down the, the the realm of open world. That was really one of the first Ultimas that really, really opened up and made an open world. Yes, which uh, led up to uh, another of my favorites, which was uh, Ultima Eight. That was fun. Was that Ascension that. or was Nine Ascension? Um, I can't remember. Uh, it was one where you're sitting at home and they call you back to the world Ultima, and you have to step to through that portal, and you're back, and you're basically naked. And you're like, oh, I need armor. I need swords. That sounds oh, like well, Ultima Nine. Of your old gear in the closet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I got to look that up now because I can't remember. Ultima Nine was was that like you were sitting at your house. You start off in your house, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, they they need you back. And maybe it was nine. Was it fully 3D, like like over the shoulder yes. third person? Yeah, that yep. that sounds like Ultima Nine to me. All right, then it was probably Ultima 9. Let me see what 8 looks like. Yeah, Ultima 8 was isometric still. Ultima 8 was peg- was called Pagan. I think it's Ultima 9 you're talking about. Ultima 9 Ascension, which was a stupid fun game. I actually, well, story time with Cecil. Uh, we went to Northshire Bookstore when I was cleaning houses with your mom, D. Um, and they had this Ultima 9 there. And I think I may still have it somewhere, but it was a collector's edition, and it had a what the hell did it have? It had like a cloth map with it, which I thought was so friggin' cool at the time. Yeah, the old PC games always had all the best items. They had a booklet, a cloth map, sometimes a soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yep. and they just completely yeah. bombed. Now it's funny that you mentioned that because that's where I got mine. Also, uh, it was with money that I earned cleaning houses with Dee's mom. Yeah, usually after. Cleaning a house, we go to like uh, Bagel Works, then uh, you know uh, some other place, and end up at Northshire Bookstore. And it's like, all right, I want this game. I'll get it. I have the money for it. Well, I actually think Lex bought it for me like way back in the day because I, I kept every time I we went to Northshire Bookstore, I was looking at it. And I'm like, nah, nah, sixty bucks can't get it. And I'd put it back on the shelf, but I keep eyeballing it. And every time we went there for weeks, it was still there. And I'm like. God, I should just get this damn game before it's gone, and I never did. And then yeah, I think Lex I, got it for me. I, uh, I believe I had the hardcover walkthrough book with it also, the black hardcover book. You could buy the game, and there was like a black hardcover walkthrough also. Now, see, there's the thing that I friggin' miss, because now that there's just – everybody has access to the internet. Everybody's doing walkthroughs. Those really great collectible books, those collectible walkthrough guides, they're just – they're well, they're useless now because everything that you want to find, you can find online. Like I've, I've, yep. got, I've got a Fallout 3 and a Fallout New Vegas uh, walkthrough guide, and both of them look like old textbooks that you would get at school, and that's why I loved them. Speaking of which, what do you think of the new fall, uh, an open world? Where do you think of the uh, the new Fallout seventy six that's going to come out? I think it's a natural progression for games the way they're going. All games are really going like that social element to it. What do you think? Uh, uh, open world, uh, social, basically kind of an MMOR in uh, Fallout. You like that idea, or are you kind of like uh, re- I, having reservations? I'm on the with it because I don't want to play a Fallout with just random people coming up and possibly pwning you like in uh, Ultima Online where they can run up and just kill you, steal all your shit 
after you know spending money on like packs and stuff because you know there's going to be loot packs that you can buy now see i i look at it from like the destiny angle and if they if they go at it from the destiny angle where you're in your own kind of instance and you're doing your own shit and yeah somebody can drop a nuke on your house whatever but you're really doing your own shit and then people join in and they're with you, like they're in your fire team, I could be down with that. And as long as the PvP is consensual, I'm okay with that. But if they make it non-consensual PvP, I think I'm going to be a little upset at that. That sounds like dirty and almost illegal. Non-consensual PvP. Well, it's... Title 9, bitches. Title 9. It's kind of like what it rolls out to in, in No Man's Sky's multiplayer. That's the thing that bugs me about that. Somebody can randomly join in... And completely destroy your base. And you're like, uh, really? And then they could sneak up on you, like, kill you, steal your shit, and then leave. It's like... Troll heaven? It's like, wow, this kind of sucks. <laughs> this is going to be too much like real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, geez, if I wanted that, I'd just go strolling down the streets of New York City with, like, $100 bill wads in my hand. And here we see Cecil, and he's making his way down the street. We're wondering if he's going to make it to the third street with that $100 bill just dangling out of his pocket, begging to be taken by any random passerby. It's really just a question of morality of this audience, though, whether or not he's going to walk away with that $100 bill or not. Oh, and he has just been taken down. It seems the circus midget is really desperate for that $100 bill. And, uh, oh my god, that circus midget is just doing just awful horrible things to his left leg I, I i can't describe it this is a family you know friendly show but oh my god it's horrible don't go down don't go down your ears will be exposed well i i actually uh i just missed a call from shadow fox actually um he left me a voicemail uh and and reading the excerpt of it of course you know google trying to to read the the excerpt of whatever voicemail you get is always kind of funny um, cause it starts off with, hi, it's Jenna Fox. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's shadow Fox. I know that's what that's supposed to say. So I'm assuming he wanted this played on the show. So I'm going to play this. Hopefully you guys will be able to hear it. Hold on. Hey guys, it's shadow Fox. Sorry. I couldn't join you tonight, but well, I went up to the mountains. Freaking leaves and nature and shit, but it's okay because I'm with you guys in spirit. Got this beer with me. It's uh, something I've never heard of before, but it's pretty good. It's called Blue Moon. It's a uh, it's a wheat beer, and I uh, got some oranges, threw it in there, and man, if I could have this for dinner every night, this would be amazing. It's uh, yeah, it's called Blue Moon. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it, but you guys should definitely try. Uh, other than that, uh, wait, oh shit, is that a jungle cat? Oh god, there's a jungle cat. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Bye, bye. And uh, as we can see, the jungle cat is chasing Shadow Fox through the trees. He's making an attempt to really get away from his razor-sharp claws, but at the end of the day, we just know that this jungle cat that's been randomly placed here by some random person, we don't really have much on this other than the fact that the crate is blue and seems to have a shark painted on the side of it. But this jungle cat is gaining on, on Shadow Fox as he's making it. Oh, he seems to have made his way up a tree, but he's forgetting the fact that jungle cats can climb trees. And oh, 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 Lord! This, this is not, this is not looking good. Those energy drinks that he took earlier today are just failing him entirely. Those gummy worms—they're just really not giving him the energy and the sustenance that he needs to escape this jungle cat. 
as he climbs further and further up the tree to rip into Shadow Fox's sweet, tender flesh. Well, we hope Shadow Fox is okay. Hopefully he'll be back next show. But, uh... I call his blue moon. Yeah, I totally... I get his shoes. If he dies, I get his shoes. I call that big pen that has been in his asshole. Oh, you mean his prison wallet? Yes, sir. We're terrible. We're, we're like... We're like uh, RPG looters. Oh, a dead body. Let me take everything of value. Well, let me check his prison wallet. But um, as we were talking earlier before this phone call came about, um, the morality question in these video games is actually starting to come up and more and more. And even in open world video games such as Fallout 76, where we can see the invasion of other people and nuking other people, in addition to also seeing the new upcoming Doom game that they showed at uh, QuakeCon, I believe it's called, um, they mentioned the fact that you have a feature that you can toggle where you can invade other people's campaigns. So randomly, you can have six demons that were controlled by intel- <coughs> excuse me, intelligent players taking on you, trying to take you out. As well as you can invade other people, but this is a toggle-based feature, which I find to be very important in the evolution of open-world games, is that we need to have the ability to toggle these things on and off, because while you have games like um, Dark Souls, and in this case this upcoming Doom game, and these Fallout games, it's sometimes these games are ones that we use to get away from people, and you know, kind of just put ourselves in our own world, and not uh, involve other people. And as a result, we really favor the solitary that we get in those games. And sometimes having instances where we can allow people to come in is good, but as long as we can turn those features off, I think you keep a lot of gamers happy that may not enjoy these types of features where moral questions come into play. It can really fuck up your experience with the game. All right, so... Next question I got for you. Actually, last question before we kick into questions from the audience or reading the show notes. It's questions from Zyber. Um, what's the what's the next open world game that you are looking forward to? So let's go. I don't really have one. I haven't uh, looked at anything in particular at the moment because I'm on the fence about 76 Fallout 76 at that. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I'm at a standstill. I think I got one in my head that you're going to be like, oh, yeah. But D, what are you? I'm actually looking forward to um, Fallout 76. I would really like to try try it out and see if it is going to be good. I mean, I'm having high hopes for it. Oh, crap. And and if and if not, if it sucks, well, I'll just probably troll people Did nuking their shelters. Did he pants off? No, he's not about to raid. So what about you, Blue? What uh, What open world game are you looking forward to? Well, that's a good question, because I really haven't played a lot of open-world games outside of uh, shooters with Ghost Recon Wildlands. Um, Tom Clancy's The Division was kind of an open-world game, but not in the strictest sense, because you were still tunneled towards a direction. You weren't allowed to go to anywhere on the map. I'd like to kind of see the next Tom Clancy's The Division game possibly turn into an open-world game, where um, I can choose wherever the hell I want to go after kind of a tutorial-based opening mission. Um, that's that's really what I'm kind of looking forward to is another open-world shooter game, whether it be another Ghost Recon Wildlands or maybe Tom Clancy's The Division or, heck, 
even something where they kind of modify things in a sense of uh, kind of a stealth-based game, kind of like what they did in uh, Metal Gear Solid V Phantom Pain. But i like to point out also that I did play another game this weekend. I played it while I was waiting for my tires to get uh, changed. I played Zelda A Link Between Worlds on the Nintendo 3DS. Fantastic freaking game. It's a, That's the sequel to Link to the Past. Yes, which I uh, I thought I was actually getting that kind of game, but uh, I, I ended up getting this one instead. Jesus Christ, Blue, you don't have to yell it at us. God, tone it down a bit. And uh, as Cyber continues to yell at Blue Shark, he wonders whether or not there may be another animal box hiding underneath his desk. Possibly Cobras. Man, there's there's Firebox with those short shorts. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, Christ, I want to see your baby maker. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm starting to see the lady up there. shorts. I like Short shorts, we like short Hi, Firebox. Shorts. We totally weren't talking about you. Hi, Firebox. We just talked about your, uh, nothing. Awkward. Anywho, so the game that I'm really looking forward to, which I know every single one of you is going to go, oh, duh. I am really, really looking forward to the new game coming out, the Western Red Dead Redemption 2. Complete open world. I love Red Dead Redemption 1. It w- I'm actually not looking forward to it. Oh, dude, I friggin' loved Red Dead Redemption 1. Like, the mid to long range game that that game created, it, uh. <laughs> the, uh. Th- I-, I loved it, especially when you got that, uh, the-, the undead nightmare that came along with Red Dead Redemption, because that game is a mid to long range game, and all of a sudden you threw zombies in there that are totally close range, so it made it. It gave you that feeling of angst of like, oh, crap, I'm going to die. I'm really looking forward to it. And especially the uh, what they've done with the engine now, the way it looks absolutely gorgeous. I just can't wait to see what the hell they're going to do with this. If I get a Red Dead Redemption in the newest engine, like looking that gorgeous, I will be happy there. I'm looking more towards uh, Last of Us 2 than Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, but Last of Us 2 is really going to be, like, if it's anything like Last of Us 1, it's going to be a very linear progression. Like, right, like right. Nathan I Drake. know that, but I'm just saying, like, that's what I'm looking forward to. That kind of game more than something like Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not saying that I'm not looking forward to Last of Us 2. I'm just saying as of open world games comes along, the like, looking to the future, the the most... Like, the most anticipation, the most angst I'm getting for a game is going to be Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, 76 looks good, but I've got Destiny. And it really, like, I look at that game and I look at it and it feels like a Fallout version of Destiny just by looking at what's going on, Um, you know, with some different features. Yeah, with 76, all I can think of is what kind of mods are they going to have? Because that's one thing that I'm doing right now with my replay of Fallout 4 is checking out mods. Going into that mod community and saying, hey, you know, you have this gun mod? Sure, let's try it out. Hey, you have this uh, environmental mod? Sure, let's check it out. You have this skin mod? All right, I'll try it. Why not? Well, that's the beauty part about playing on PC is that you can throw in those mods. I mean, PS4 and Xbox have started going to that, that mod realm, but... I mean, really, PC is where the mod world's at. 
I'm interested in this Red Dead Redemption game in the sense of whether or not I, a player who's never played any of the Red Dead game, would be able to jump into this thing and kind of keep up with it and really understand it, or if I would be entirely lost in this open world. So just remember not to park your horse next to another horse too closely to where you end up getting on the other horse and the whole town comes after you as a horse thief. That, that right there, because that sucks balls. Well, what they should do in this situation is as you're, as you're approaching your horse, it's parked really close to another horse. You're wondering, am I about to get on my horse or am I about to steal a horse? And that's when you notice down at the bottom, right where that space bar, that X button or that square button says... Says X, just and it says to get on, steal. Then you go, oh shit, I'm in the wrong one. And you back away and wait for that steal to kind of, kind of disappear. You kind of, kind of flutter with it a little bit. You kind of just kind of step back just a little bit. It's very, very sensitive, and you just really want to not get in real, real close to the thing. What he's dancing around here is you got to step back a cunt hair, then then try it again. Basically, oh shit, everybody has got a drink now. Oh, man, I'm back to that horrible rum. Um, Cecil, I'm going to get the, the word basically stuck in your head, just like uh, hash browns. Yeah, probably. And um, now, by the way, everybody drink. Drink, motherfuckers. So, God, I, I really should have just thrown this rum out. So my backup drink was this uh, drink called Rye and Nephew's Overproof Rum. It's like 123 proof rum, and it just, it's awful. Absolutely awful. Because it's got no good flavor to it whatsoever. Um, I completely lost my train of thought. But anyways, oh, sorry, no. So, Blue, yeah, you'll be able to jump into this because I jumped into Red Dead Redemption without playing Red Dead Revolver, and I was perfectly fine. It explains enough of the previous games, or at least Red Dead Redemption did. It explains enough of the previous games that you feel like you know what's going on. I'm sure that it's... Just like any other game, if you played the original game, you know more. So you get more out of it. But I think you'll be able to jump in perfectly fine. So did I miss anything with open world? I feel like I've done. I, th- I feel like I did. Like, I missed something important. We probably did, but, you know, we miss a lot when we're drinking. Good point. And that's why we drink on this show. So that we can miss a lot and blame alcohol. And now for questions from the audience. Oh, wait. Questions from me. Yeah, questions from Cyberblood. So first question. Was there a time in a game you had to stop because it offended you? Ooh, that's a really good question. No, I just, you know, I've stopped and played a game because it was shitty, but never because I felt offended or threatened. The game did not stick me in a safe place. No safe spot. So that's a really, really good question. Like, that's that's a hard question to answer because... I mean, I'm sure if I have played one, I've just put it out of my mind of like, oh, shit, it offended me and put it aside. I don't think I've actually ever played a game that's um, offended me. Um, Not necessarily put me into my safe zone. I mean, I've watched Family Guy and there's that one episode that I remember vividly in my mind where uh, the woman's being assaulted by a man and raped by him on the beach and Aquaman just useless superheroes the whole joke of it was very offensive to me but uh i don't think i've actually come across many games where it's done that to me i've played games like this um splinter cell conviction i believe when they're killing all of the people i you know 
part of me would like to jump in and start shooting the motherfuckers that, you know, are murdering these innocent civilians that are just doing their job. But uh, it's never been in a sense of uh, offense that's made me stop playing. See, I'm on the opposite side of that fence. I like a game that's downright dark and dirty, gritty, offensive. Um, that's just me. I love that kind of stuff. More real and dirty it is to where you could walk out into the street and someone could call you, you know, whatever, and then start just beating the shit out of you and blowing you away. Sure. All right, cool. Go over, kick a baby. Sure. All right. No problem. Um, this question came up in my head because I was talking with someone uh, not too long ago um, about games and they they went on about the sexual content in some games, um, the the immoral like shooting where like in a Grand Theft Auto game, you could walk up to someone on the street pull out your gun, blow them away. And they they played that game and had to stop because it went against their morality. You know what? I've got one. I've got one that I find that, that, that I stopped playing because I found it offensive. And I think it was more offensive because it over-dramatized the urban life. But actually, it's going to go down that Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Like, I don't, like, I can I can go down any game whatsoever, and I can usually play it. I can usually put aside any kind of, you know, personal sense in it, because any game that I get into, I try to immerse myself into, and I try to dive myself into that role, even for just a moment. And it sounds really weird, because when you dive into, like, you know, Dead by Daylight, where you're murdering people... It's like, oh, God, you're immersing yourself in murdering people? Well, yeah, it's, it's a fucking video game. That's the whole point. You immerse yourself in it. It's something that you wouldn't normally do. It's a, it's a release from reality. And, yeah, you know what? I, fuck, if, if it's weird that I'm, I think of, oh, my God, I would murder this person if I wasn't a moral person. Well, fuck, then I guess I'm weird. I should probably be locked up. Because there's been plenty of people in my life that I've been like, you know what? If I had an axe, I would bury it in your fucking skull. Yeah, like emo elves from uh, from the um, Overlord series. I like making them go extinct. Exactly. I think we've already hit on that before. Yeah, genocide. I mean, shit, I don't think you're Hitler, but every now and then genocide could possibly be fun if you just kind of pull yourself out of the world. But uh, Grant... You know bad things are happening when a German laughs. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas... That game, for some reason, and I, you know, I don't think it was, and and I'm probably going to get backlash from this, but I don't think it was the 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 obsessive use of the word nigger that really made me like pull back and like, oh god, this is horrible. I, I can you say that, or are you gonna have to bleep that one out, dude? I, I don't know. I'll probably have to bleep it out. <laughs> but it, it was it was more of the you know because I've I've. I've lived in a city. You know, I spent I spent a lot of my childhood summers in a city. So I've seen like that element and it's and and while there's probably some sort of accuracy to it somewhere like maybe maybe in another city, but like in New York City it wasn't that dramatized, I guess. I don't know. Like that game I I I played it and I'm like 
this just feels wrong. Like this, this just feels like you're you're taking a small subset group and you're really making them look as horrible as possible. And it was one of those games where I was like, I can't immerse myself in this. Like, yeah, I'll throw in manhunt, and I'm I'm killing people to try to make it out alive because yeah, I'm trying to make it out of whatever prison or whatever I'm in. And yeah, I'm okay with that. But I guess, I don't know. It, it was, and it's not that San Andreas was a bad game. Don't get me wrong. San Andreas, like, really was a fantastic game. I mean, uh, the, the cops were corrupt. Uh, you know, the, the, the storyline in it was, was actually fairly decent. But I just, for some reason, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't continue playing it because I found it offensive. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm like a racist or something. I just don't know it. I mean, my, oh, my grandfather was a racist, but I don't think I am. And maybe I am. All right. My next question. What was the best game memory as of this month? End it on a good note. Playing Dokupon Kingdom with uh, the wife and kids. It's actually shitload of fun. And it's not offensive. True that. I got mine. Mine's super easy. Um, I don't even know if I can pull the voice right now. Let me see if I can. Hold on. <clears throat> I've been doing real good right now. I haven't sweared yet. Why the fuck am I in a Titan? <laughs> Playing Titanfall <laughs> for the TPC thing was actually super entertaining because I was doing a pirate's voice the entire time and I really hadn't swear. I didn't swear at all until all of a sudden we were loading in and it's like I was loading into a Titan. I'm like, wait a minute. I don't want to be in a damn Titan. Why am I in a Titan now? I have to um, echo that uh, Titanfall tournament with TPC because I did have a lot of fun playing with all those people. It was a, it was a barrel of laughs and I lasted a lot longer in that tournament than I thought I was going to. Yeah, you know what? I I actually like. I'm not a PvP person. I actually I don't like PvP just on principle because I'm not a competitive person. And when I start playing PvP, it's like, ah, oh, I should have shot that guy. But yeah, the guy's better skilled than me. Whatever. Um, so I don't play PvP because I don't like getting competitive. I don't like really getting in the grind of that. Uh, but I really enjoyed the TPC shooter thing because. It was with a bunch of people that I knew or by proxy knew. So it was kind of hard to get angry at people that I knew. I actually kind of like playing uh, the PvP in Titanfall. Because I've, I've gotten decent at it. And a lot of times the people that I piss off are those damn prepubescent kids with the squeaky voices that are cussing and threatening to do stuff to my mother. And taking them down and just trolling the shit out of them just brings me some some secretly, uh, you know, dark secret love there. I mean, it just you know, warms my... my, my Black chunk coal heart. And these hearts are three sizes. You motherfucker. I'm going to fuck your mom so hard tonight if you don't fucking cut that shit out. Fuck you, you little dirty bitch. I had one of those and I just followed him around killing him just to hear that shit. (laughs) Well, it was like, it was like funny when it was, I think it was Iron. Iron. Oh crap, I forgot his, forgot the second part of his name. But he he said I was camping. yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it was it was funny because he's like, oh, man, and Cecil's camping. And I'm thinking to myself, shit, I haven't stopped except to shoot people. How the hell am I camping? And then I realized that I was running the same loop over and over again because I just kept running around in circles. And I figured out oh, somebody's going to eventually figure out what I'm doing and shoot me in the face. But they didn't. 
and I just kept running around in circles, and I think I kept meeting, meeting Iron in, like, the same exact spot. Well, my memory, my memory is from last Friday when all of us played Stick Fire. Oh, God, such a fantastic frigging game. Oh, where's Firebox going? What about her memory? Well, I've got her memory right here. Uh, your penis doesn't count. No, no, no. Uh, she's running over to, to to deal with the kids. No, it's actually playing Conquer's Bad Fur Day with me. Fucking great game. We have it on the 64, boxed and everything, and we like to play that every now and then. God, such a great game. It is. It's so comical. I love it. Well, on that note, D, where can people find you at, man? People can find me at my website, microbrewgamers, with a Z instead of an S, dot com, or microbrew. Gamers with a Z instead of an S on YouTube. You can also find me Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. Um, and, of course, on my own Discord, on the Yeah Dude Gamers Discord, and, of course, Haunting GNA like a fart cloud. Rock on. Blue, where can people find you at, man? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on the uh, GNA Discord channel as Blue Shark 45, as well as the three player co ops Discord as Blue Shark 45, as well as a smattering of others, such as the one that's been grouped together for, um, fuck, has to do something with uh, bombshell jackets and a few others. I'm on there as well. You can also find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Blue Shark 45. And you can find me streaming <laughs> on Mixer.com slash BlueShark45. Where can people find you at, Cyber? You can find me on the GNA Discord. You can find me on the GNA Twitter. You can find me on the GNA Facebook, as well as Cyber Games Facebook, Twitter. I no longer have a Discord. So, yeah, that's about it. And I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me at Cecil vs. Games on Twitter and Cecil Xavier everywhere else. <laughs> that sounds like it was a Daniel. Uh, you can find me at you can find me on Cecil Xavier on Ustream. Uh, crap, I'm th- I'm trying to think of it, and all I'm thinking of is Firebox, and that's not right because you can't find me there. Um, Twitch, uh, Mixer, Facebook. You can also find me haunting the GNA Discord, uh, Bombshell Jackets Discord, TPC's Discord. I'm on Microbrews Discord. Pretty much I'm on every Discord you can think of. If I'm not there, let me know. I'll jump in there because, yeah, I love I love trolling Discord. What was that? You'd jump in Firebox? No. No, God, no. No, she would, she would rip me apart. It'd, it'd be like a praying mantis. She'd tear my head off and eat it. Because the last thing I heard, you were talking about Firebox and then jumping in some... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It's totally weird. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and Spreaker. Um, uh, reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy the show, help other people find it by giving us a review. You can also find us on Android with Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, wherever the hell else you want to find us, because if we're not there, let us know. We'll be there. And yes, we are finally on Spotify. If you if you listen to us on Spotify, fan friggin' tastic. Thank you so much. Otherwise, you can find us there. You can also find us on Twitter. Just search at GNA Podcast, all one word, or join our Discord. See that pinned tweet? We're on Facebook. Just search at GNA Podcast, all one word, and you'll find us there. We all, uh, we tend to put our schedule up there for our anime night, our game show night, 
uh, et cetera, et cetera. Game show nights are every first Saturday, except for this month coming up in September. We're actually going to skip it forward because of, uh, was it Labor Day? It's Labor Day, right? Something like yeah, that, right. yes. I always get those. I, I always get it reversed. Uh, so we're going to skip it forward because of Labor Day. Uh, but then follow following weekend, we do Horror Movie Night. We've started that up, so join us for that. And every Wednesday, we do Anime Night. So if you enjoy watching anime. Also, oh, go ahead. if you have a recommendation for uh, Horror Movie Night, just hit us up on the dis- on the Discord or the Twitter. Absolutely, absolutely. Other- or the Facebook. Otherwise, Zyber and I are just going to like literally have a death match, and whoever survives, they get to choose what movie it is. Ah, what else did I miss? Oh, we started uh, hosting guests on our stream feeds, www.twitch.tv forward slash GNA podcast, and our mixer at www.mixer.com forward slash GNA podcast. We have partnered with Humble Bundle. Hey, why don't you tell us about Humble Bundle, Blue? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Humble Bundle um, is a gaming purchasing service that we, GNA, are partnered with. You purchase games like you normally would, but with a twist. You choose what part of goes to the publisher, to Humble Bundle, or to a charity. You can give it all to charity if you want to, or none of it at all. It's your call. That's what's great about Humble Bundle. Just throw at the end of any Humble Bundle link that you get, whether it's a sale or just anything randomly from Humble Bundle, question mark, partner, equals GNA Podcast. At the end of your Humble Bundle links before you buy, to let them know that we sent you in your direction. So far this month, we have raised $16.01 for charity through our partnership with Humble Bundle. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's charity that we have directed that we'd like any money goes towards. We don't want any money. You don't need to give Genie Podcast a dime, a cent, a penny, nothing. We want you all to put it directly towards charity or anything else that you think is deserving of that money. Man, how you held it through that when you had three full-grown men, like, throwing their nipples at you. I, I'm, I'm never going to know that, but bravo, man. Bravo. It helps if I'm not looking at the cameras while I'm doing that. We are a proud member of the Ninja Pancake community. Check out our good friends, Brian, Susan, Langel, and Dave Taylor. Is that really his last name, Taylor? I'm pretty sure that is. Oh, shit. Anyways, uh, check out Brian, Susan, and Dave on TPC, three-player co-op, and our friends. Uh, We also want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our new logo and artwork. Check him out at morganbs.com. Email us at gnapodcast at gnayourdna.one with questions, comments, death threats. We don't care. We'd love to hear from you. Give us something. Anything. We don't care. Last but not least, check out our website at www.gnapodcast.com where we do not have this horrible, horrible rum that I've switched to after this blue moon, which I should have just popped another blue moon instead of trying this this rum again. So, but anyways, hey, thank you guys for joining me on the show tonight. You're welcome, sir. It was a pleasure talking with you and these fine gentlemen this evening. And ladies and gentlemen, we hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode of Junior Podcast. It was fun. Nice meeting you all here. Say, Firebox was saying something, and I don't know what the hell it was, but I'm pretty sure it was Stinger-worthy. Oh, it could have been Fuck You, Cecil. Still would have been Stinger-worthy. She, she was thanking you all for uh, leaving her out when you said, Oh, nice having you, gentlemen. Oh, shit! Hey, well, hey, nice having you on, too, Firebox. Like, Yeah, she, she doesn't have an extra piece here. This is not gender mystery here. This is not 
Not pan tran by tan blonde. I, I don't sex. know. She might have. She might identify as an Apache attack helicopter. I don't know. I don't assume. Dude, can I identify as an Apache attack helicopter? Hey, if I'll run up and start poking people. If it's bigger than an inch, it counts as being uh, being a hermaphrodite. If it's bigger than an inch. Well, all I know is that my wife has got bigger balls than anybody here, so. Yes, but I, I, I don't think the normal genders apply to demons, do they? Succubi. Succubi. Tentacles and stuff, like... Still a demon. I think I love you more than the Japanese love tentacle porn. And we dance, dance, dance. We're getting sued, sued. <laughs> hey, we can use 30 seconds of a song and still not get sued. Especially if we horribly sing said song. Oh, yeah. Have a good night, everybody. And you're not doing it word by word. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good one. Nosferatu. Killing audacity. I think I love you more than the Catholics love child porn. <laughs>